Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the mic. Welcome back to another edition of Moody on the mic. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, as they do every week, uh, the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett, Anthony Mithen, and the man we're getting very concerned about. We've just had to call the SES and tell them not to worry about the search party. Peter Moody, uh, welcome to your own show. We almost went without you. Yeah, no. Nah, well, listen, I, I've missed the kick. It's, it's a very unusual occurrence, me being late <laughs> for anything. Um, but, uh, listen, it does happen. Um, you know, I was wrong once. I can't remember yeah. it, but I was wrong once, and I was late once, and that was today. So, sorry to hold up. Hold my, up understanding, my understanding, Rog, is that um, it was, uh, as, as you know, in, in nursing homes, they, um, they provide dinner at about 4.30, and uh, given that he had his teeth out and he had to put the dressing gown on, that uh, he's, um, he's so, so stylishly wearing for our Moody on the Mic Podcast well, that's Wednesday. the thing. But to, he's dressed up for the occasion. He's got the Queensland Origin jersey on, and then a nice blue uh, Hugh Hefner-like gown over the top. I mean, it's if, if we were live to the masses today, I'd tell you what, there'd be some people slipping off the couches. I, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I can't help, but I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting <laughs> the, the attire um, from my. Uh, Anthony Mithen account, and I'll tag you all in it, and it needs right. to be reposted thousands of times. Peter Moody at the nursing home in his dressing gown after having his 4.30 dinner and being late for the podcast. You want me to show you what's under the dressing <laughs> gown to give you something worth tweeting? Well, well I heard you've been gelded, so that wouldn't be uh, that, that might, might not be worthwhile. But, look, we, we better get into it. We're, we're running about half an hour later than, than normal. Um, oh. I don't know whether you know this, Moods, but Rain Man's got two kids to worry about, so he needs um, mm. he's got to get to them. But, look, obviously the weekend, uh, Fireburn, it was supposed to be a victory lap for her. She got beaten. Tefane, what an end it would have been to her career uh, in the Group 1, but she got rolled as well. But a champion rose above, and I think it's time we celebrate Kementari. Special K. How good was it, Rog? How good was it? When 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 racing needed a hero at the weekend, Special K stepped up to the plate, Ray Man. And I don't know, were you on him? I know we we was on. Sorry, problem. I was on him as well. I was on as well. It's the heavens have aligned. (laughs) Kementari was the difference between me having a winning day and a losing day. So when everyone else came out potting Nasrulla for his dangerous wine, I was praying to Nash Willer. I was bowing down to the great man and to the greatness that is Special K. And you mark my words, Special K is going to go to Adelaide and he's going to win the Goodwood by three lengths. He is a moral in the Goodwood. He'll be winning another Group 1, Kementari. Then I hope we see him in Queensland as well. He's back. He's better than ever. I'm very, very excited to have Special K back. Turn it up. Listen, the only thing between you and Starvation was Nash Willer. Had he produced him at the 300 and he looked up that Ramwick straight, he would have turned his head sideways at Nash and said, come on, old mate, you're kidding me. <laughs> Nash drove him through that gap and he hit the front before he realised that all of a sudden the race was over. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on heavy ground that he's shown that he's quite adapted. And then he'll go to Adelaide and run into a firm deck and run 13th. When he gets back to Brisbane, if you find a heavy 28, he might be a chance for you. But uh, listen, he's a light of other days. He got the job done. Nash Rewilla. Dangerous, derelict, or just the daredevil that got the job done for the punters like you two boys. Uh, 
you know, he's a great horseman. I've got no doubt Nash wouldn't have put his neck in there with Kementaris if he didn't feel it was a safe manoeuvre. And then we saw it backed up on Monday by a different ride by his young lad Campbell at Oakbank. Yeah, but that's my question for you, Moods. If you were uh, the trainer of Kementari and Nash did what he did, what what would you have been your reaction post-race? Would you be delighted that he's found a way to win on the horse or would you be a little bit upset that he's potentially, potentially put the horse at risk? Well, you're backing Nash Rewilla's, Nash Rewilla's abilities and uh, to go and get the job done. Um, and, and I believe Nash is a bloke in... Uh, He's at the back end of his career, not the front end of his career. And I, I don't think uh, he's going to be putting himself at risk, not purposefully. And this day and age, those movable rails, they, they shift about a bloody... Uh, there's Mythos tweet just coming through of me in my dressing gown. Mythos, um, uh, those, those running rails shift about a foot or two foot when they're laid on. So... Um, Listen, I, 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 it's not for me to make the decision, but if I was on him like you boys, I'd be applauding him. If I was the owner and it came through unscathed, I'd be applauding him. But if the horse came through and got injured, like everyone else, I probably would have been potting him. Uh, we're only human. What a difference a week makes, of course. Obviously, after Nash's ride, uh, you know, I'm thinking over the week before, everyone was saying, unbelievable, one of the great rides you'll ever see. And then this one was, was quite divisive. But let's let's move Well, that was already away from the, the big group one races. And, and still, again, Espiona was a horse who came into the autumn uh, with some massive wraps on her. And, and probably the heavy tracks certainly weren't her friend. She got a, a drier track at the weekend. And just like she did at Flemington last spring, she, she blew her opposition away. I'm not entirely sure of how strong that group three was. But Moose, does it make us think that maybe Espiona is the horse we originally thought she was and she just needs a firm deck or close to it? Well, you're probably going to find the form out of this Sydney autumn quite indifferent in a lot of ways, to be honest. Um, you know, will it be able to hold up or will it be replicated? Will these horses that have had several runs on heavy ground be able to come out and produce again? How much has it taken out of them? They've been training and racing on it. Probably quite a few question marks there. And only the spring on, spring and next autumn will probably tell us, uh, to be honest. Everyone's going to guess and surmise and say it uh, won't have made much difference, but uh, only time will tell there. Uh, I think we discussed last week, you would certainly, I believe, be looking at horses on fresh legs heading to the Adelaide and Brisbane carnivals, uh, unless you do strike similar conditions, but it'll be hard to think that the conditions of the last eight weeks in Sydney are going to be replicated anywhere else. No, I definitely think she is, she is a quality horse. I think the, the wraps on her early, probably we did get a little bit carried away at the start of the autumn. So I think we're now getting a more realistic picture of the horse, but there's plenty of good races for her in Brisbane during the winter racing carnival if they decide to extend her campaign. We know three-year-old fillies, uh, if they can get into the Stradbroke handicapper, are generally pretty well treated there under the weight. So uh, I, would, I think uh, a Brisbane Winter Carnival campaign would suit her. We know that Chris Waller is a trainer that likes to give his horses a Brisbane Winter campaign rather than uh, stick them in a cold spelling paddock. So I hope we do see her in, in Queensland. I, I think she is definitely good enough to win the right Group 1, but she's not the next week's like we originally potentially got a bit overexcited about early in her career. Another horse has been spruiked and, uh, you know, then flattened up a bit, but came back beautifully the weekend was Ayrton. He is headed to a Doombin Cup. But the biggest news of the week is actually Seamus Award. 
And the fact that Mytho is now going to be charging 8.4 million per service uh, for Seamus Award. <laughs> and uh, most of the publicity has been done right here on Moody on the Mic. How many more wings are going to be put on a Rosemont stud? <laughs> uh, no, it was very exciting to uh, announce our fees last week. Um, and looking forward to seeing Extreme Warrior, our new boy in the stallion barn, um, who will be uh, covering mares come September. But he's got a a couple of uh, dancers to dance before he gets there. And it starts on Saturday in the Bell of Three Stakes at Caulfield, which I'm sure we'll take a look at a bit later on. If not, it's going to be my best bet of the day because he is flying, Mr. Davis. So um, we're excited to see Extreme Warrior back, excited for Seamus Award and what presents, and um, hopefully uh, incentivise can come back in the spring. Where's he at, Moods? Are we, uh, are we, are we got him in light pre-training? Yep. Yep, yep. He's uh, on track and geared towards the spring again and everything appears to be coming along very nicely. Well, that is excellent news. I just want to know, what we aren't going to be covering that race, Mitho, um, and I want to know what happened to the Rosemont Ruffy because I'm pretty sure he's about $2.10. Um, oh, I'll find either way, it, can still be a, it can still be your best bet. Speaking of, you know, horses with good progeny and, and the like, I read on Racing.com today, uh, I am Caviar, they still being quite creative with the names, uh, has had a trial this morning. <laughs> Moods, uh, the son of the great one. Uh, what's what's he like? Is he is he up there? I know you're pretty uh, invincible caviar. You thought was the best yet. Is he up to her level? Do you think? Um, probably at this early stage, he's, he he showed a little bit of nice talent. He ran second in a very soft half mile jump out behind a stable mate at Packham this morning. Um, first time sort of out in the public, and he did a good job. And uh, no, he's he's a nice horse. He's uh, He's nowhere near the size of his sister or mother. Um, he he's, um, doesn't stand very tall, but he's very strong. And uh, he, he's a nice horse that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy enough to suggest that he's not no good. How good he is, I don't know at this stage, but he's certainly got race wins in him on what we just saw this morning without being asked for an effort. So that was, uh, that was pleasing. And, uh, yeah, God give him strength. He'll need it. <laughs> Carrying the name. It's time to blend it, punters. Chances in the same race with Ladbroke's Blended Bets. Back multiple runners with a single blended bet. And if any of your selections finish on top, boom, you win. Get the download on the download and get the Ladbroke's app today. Ladbroke it with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's kick off our Saturday preview with uh, the time-honoured million-dollar showdown. Uh, one of Anthony Mithin's favourite pop-up races. Um, it is. Been around. <laughs> been around for, a, you know, all the way back to, uh, I think it was 2019. So, uh, you know, some of the great champions have gone through this race. Right, man, what's the, what's the market look like for the 2022 edition of the showdown? Tasmania's got the favourite here, Rog. Bello Bow is the 245 favourite. Sir Bailey, second liner, betting at $5. Hallelujah is $7. They're the only horses at single figure odds here. Interesting race, Rog. Bello Bow and Sir Bailey both come out of the same race at the Valley, the Valley Pearl. Uh, I think Nanagai actually ran in that race, ran second. And Bolo Bell in that race had no luck in running whatsoever, basically never got a shot at them. And I think maybe the markets overreacted a little bit to that the unluckiness of that run. There's no doubt uh, it's a horse that does have a fair bit of ability, but I think there has been a little bit of overreaction there. So 
I don't think there's as much between Bellow Bow and Sir Bailey as the current market suggests. So it, Sir Bailey was a bit unlucky in that same run at race as well. Was sort of caught wide, had to do a fair bit of work, uh, which was against the pattern of the track on that night. So I think Sir Bailey's the horse that's got more improvement in him. And at $5 compared to the $2.45 for Bellow Bow, uh, I'd like to have something on Sir Bailey. To be honest, it's a, a race with a fairly long tail, but there is a, a, a few unexposed horses that don't have a huge amount of form. So we could see something pop up at a price, which we have seen in the showdown in the past, but I've got Sir Bailey on top here. Not a huge amount of confidence, though. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really find one that I was really wanting to dive into. There's a lot of them coming out of that Bendigo race, which was won by Hallelujah. And um, I've sort of got to think that if, if that's a race I'm going to go off, I mean, you look at it, she's so dynamic when the way she finished off that turn of foot, you've kind of got to think, well, maybe she's going to appreciate that extra trip. Maybe she can bring that same finishing speed and maybe she just might run over the top of them again. So, um, you know, she's around the $7 mark with Labrokes as we record this. So I'm going to go with uh, our old mate, Henry Dwyer and hallelujah. It's a, it's a really tricky race to to um, to pick a winner. Um, you'd love to have a runner uh, running for a million bucks. Um, this, of course, is a race that uh, is designed to uh, get people breeding to good Victorian stallions uh, because you have to be by a Victorian stallion to this be This is eligible. why it is uh, your actual favourite pop-up race because it just yeah. feathers your nest even more. Absolutely. Uh, it's doing exactly what it was designed to do four years ago, and that is to increase... Um, the quality of stallion standing in Victoria and thankfully it's having an impact because uh, I don't think in any other state you can run for a million bucks uh, with a with a homebred um, and when I say home your home state bred so um, good luck to all contestants but as far as the tip goes uh, my guess is as good as yours so don't don't take any notice of me if you ever do anyway on this podcast uh, for one of a tip I'll go with uh, Jamie Carr and Kieran Ma um, Sir Bailey that'll do Mytho has missed an opportunity here, so I'll jump in. Seamus Award doesn't have a runner, but Nostradamus does. Soju Session, $34 with Ludbrokes. Nostradamus uh, would be a big feather in his bowl if he can produce the winner of the showdown. Yeah, well, he had a good uh, weekend last weekend within the boat, winning the other pop-up race, the Discovery at Sale. So, he'll be, um, he'll be he Kementari's main danger in the Goodwood in the boat. I'm a bit worried about him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's in pretty good form. But uh, just, well, Seamus Award didn't stand in Victoria the year these horses were conceived. So ineligible to have runners uh, in this year's race. So you're saying uh, all the hard work that Seamus Award has risen his fee off over the last season and uh, you're stamping your chest and claiming all the glory uh, was actually uh, hatched <laughs> before Seamus Award uh, reached your grubby little clutches. Is that a fair statement? As he covers yes, his yeah. eyes and his head, maybe I should tweet that out as, with, yeah. along with the photo of me in my dressing gown. But uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm sure Seamus Award will continue on to bigger and greater things for the for the gate crasher, Rosemont Stud. Uh, anyhow, we'll just put up and cop a Nostradamus going around representing us. How quickly we forget how we were singing his praises of a couple of years ago. It's only one <laughs> small step from the penthouse to the shit house in this program, isn't it, Anthony? <laughs> it sure is, and it's uh, it's all about uh, racetrack performance. And good luck to the Nostra uh, in the race. Who are you tipping, Pete, in the showdown of? No, no, no. I'm producing my old special here. It's a certain oh, pineapple. The pineapple. The pineapple. It's, well, it's funny you say that, Moose, because I've got a pineapple coming up in this preview. Well, 
you know, uh, you know, Sir Bailey's been around on everything, Baronegan Spoon Race at Mount Druitt, uh, and the rest of them have either won a maiden on the Provincials or Tasmania or haven't won a maiden, uh, the greater majority of them, I would suggest so many of the 11 of the uh, 14 runners haven't won a race. Um, I would love to have had one good enough Victorian bred to go around in it and chase a million dollars, but I haven't, and I wasn't smart enough to get one in this race, so I'm going to wish everyone their best because someone's going to walk away 600 fatties richer. Good luck to them. I just like the, uh, the poor old Sir Bailey being a, everything at a naked spoon race, had four starts. So oh, is that uh, all? interesting. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I do uh, apologise. And that was certainly no sly on our leading training combination of Mar Eustace. I actually did battle with him a, a few months back with uh, one of mine called Merchant Prince, and it just seemed so bloody long ago. Yeah, he's been up for a while. Jamie Carr gets a ride there. So Sir Bailey's, uh, as Raymond mentioned, $5 in the Ladbrokes market. We're going to head up to Brisbane now. We're going to head up to the, the home of the Rayman, the former home of Peter Moody and myself. Uh, the listed Mick Dippman, the three-year-old race. This is an absolute cracker, Rayman. Yeah, it's a belter for a listed race, Rog. Really uh, setting the table early for what I think is going to be an outstanding Brisbane winner racing carnival. Prince of Boom, he's the boom horse in Queensland at the moment. He's open favourite at 280. Ingratiating on the second line of betting at 550. Star Tontes, the group one place, get us $8. Our Pine Edge, 850. You've got very good horses here at uh, very big prices. So a lot of hype around Prince of Boone, hoping he can develop into uh, another leading sprinter for the Robert Heathcote stable. And his two wins this preparation have been outstanding. This is a step up in quality, though. And I think at $2.80, he's a little bit under the odds for mine in a field of this quality. And I think it's his stable mate, Startantes, that does represent some really good value here at $8. We saw her in the surround stakes, beating a, a nose by Hinge. And that form coming out that surround stakes has been pretty strong. She's drawn a little bit sticky, barrier 13. She's going to need some luck in running, but at $8, I think she definitely represents a, a good bet at that price. Another horse I can think I think will run better than its price suggests is Shakiro for the Chris Wallace Day, but the former Magic Millions Classic winner. He's certainly not the most consistent horse in the world, but he's basically raced at the top level throughout his career, and he is capable of pr producing a spike rating, and he has run well first up as well. So Luke Dittman in the saddle will be fitting if he's able to win the, the race named after his father. So Shakira at $26 is definitely worth uh, a small bet, but uh, Star Tontes on top here for me. Similar, I mean, I, I wonder if Prince of Booms, who's you know, produced those really impressive ones this prep, might just be the rising star and stick it to them. But what we've seen at, at from ingratiating in open age group ones, it, it, that's what I want to side with. So I'm going to go with the ingratiating. I know his, his last couple of runs haven't been super, but um, you know he has he has obviously run some very good races in the past. And I, I think that in this at this level, five dollars fifty ingratiating. That's that's where I want to play. Uh, but I also thought Shakira for the same reason has, has raced an open company group one level before. Uh, I thought Shakira twenty six was uh, was seems massive overs to mine. So I agree, it might be worth a, a little each way ticket Shakira. But I am going with uh, ingratiating. Yeah, I, I am too, Rog. Uh, if we can't win it with um, with Joyous Legend, that we're hoping will run a big race, and I'll get to her in a minute. But uh, ingratiating, great form. Uh, I mean, you go back through. This horse's um, efforts at two and um, into his three-year-old days is is uh, Group One placed at uh, weight for age level as a three-year-old. Um, he's he's got the best form for a race like this, and they backed off him after 
having a little look at those uh, Group One sprints early in the in the uh, Melbourne autumn. Well, so it was still summer to be honest. So a um, little freshen up and up to Queensland. He's missed all that wet weather racing, and uh, I think he might be the the the, the right horse for, for for the right race. But Joyce Legend, we're really happy with the way she's going. Her her uh, first up third uh, for Tony Golan. Um, you might remember a racing. Um, uh, racing for Bon Ho uh, with uh, Gerald Ryan, but uh, we we were able to buy her and send her to Queensland, aimed at this carnival, and and gave it to the state's leading trainer in Tony Gole, and he's been really impressed with her. Uh, he treated that first up run like a like a trial, really, uh, uh, and and she she ran super well. So um, a trial leading into this, um, drawn a little wide, but she'll probably go back and try and get cover. He's trying to train her a little differently and, and uh, see if she can she can swoop on them late. So uh, if, they're, if they're getting back and running on, uh, have a ticket on Joyce Legend, who's probably close to 20 bucks. Is she right, man? $21, Mytho. That'll do. Nothing improves them like ownership, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, good luck to Mytho and Joyce Legend. Uh, I'm with uh, Dodger. I'm uh, with the Victorian form here, ingratiating... Um, I think, uh, obviously, probably purposely from the Cummings camp, they've dodged the wet tracks of Sydney. I didn't think his run was that bad in the Oakley Plate last time out. And uh, I think he's got carries the best form into this race if he if he brings it here. The other one with a bit of Victorian form trained out of Sydney uh, is the Michael Friedman trained glistening. I thought she was very good in the Moomba Plate last start. Another one that's obviously been kept off those wet decks in uh, Sydney. And I thought that... Uh, General Bow uh, and form around a filly that I'm associated with, Gimme Power, is very good and probably good enough to be winning a race like this. So, Ingratia, eighting and glistening, the two and eight. Uh, not sure on the locals, I've got to be honest. I'm not over that form, but uh, I can only sort of seeing is believing, and I thought they were the two pick in the race. The other race at Doom, we're going to have a look at now is the Tails Stakes, Raymond. And I reckon this race looks one cherry right for your mob, the bookmakers. Um, it's a really tough race. Yeah, I think the answer might be a pineapple for a few of our uh, uh, panellists yep. here tonight. But uh, Private Eyes, the favourite, the Epson Handicap winner, $4.60 at the moment with Labrokes. Yonkers for Chris Wallace there at $7. Profit, the local, $7.50. Quantum Mechanic for Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr., $8.50. A very open race, as you said, Rog. Private Eye, definitely the class. Has got a big weight, though. Will need to get a long way back from Barrier 19. That is his racing pattern. He does get back in the run, but he's going to be giving them a fair start here, which at Doom but it's not ideal. And I think he'll have some big uh, fish to fry later in this carnival. So he's the class horse, but happy to take him on in there at the 460. A race where it's hard to have any real confidence, but I think uh, a horse called London Banker can run a race at a price here at $21 to win, $6 to place with Labrokes. First up off a lengthy spell was okay. was a better run than it looks on paper first up there at, at uh, Doombin. And it's a horse that generally does improve second up. And last preparation, it did show uh, inklings that it does have uh, the potential to be a, a genuine stakes horse. And it's recorded uh, Doombin's excellent as well. Three wins from four race starts. So I think with a bit of luck, London Banker can run a good race for uh, uh, a staple of Brisbane racing, Kelly Sweeter. I, I, it's basically a pineapple, but there was one that I thought was over the odds based on sort of it's it's consistent. It doesn't win a lot, but it's got good form at the distance um, and the track. I think Hail Manhattan at about fifteen or so dollars uh, can run a race, but it's probably more likely I'll take a mystery box trifecta. 
<laughs> well, you you would be a desperate then. Uh, that's you know just a three dollar one. The bo- bottom of the barrel sort of stuff there. What about uh, Kukaracha? Can 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 he win and recapture form? I, I, I see that they've um, again dodged those those wet tracks. Um, hasn't hasn't has one on soft, but uh, hasn't seen the heavy. So that would uh, suggest that. Uh, Chris Waller has gone avoiding heavy tracks uh, for the horse's career, knowing that he just ain't handling it. So uh, on the on the firmer ground at Doombin, uh, second up, um, had a little spin around uh, there at uh, Newcastle, um, uh, first up, um, going back about a month. Um, I, I could see this horse running a running a good race as long as Barrier One's no disadvantage. So Cookaracha for me at uh, well, what are we about double each way quote, Rayman? Seven fifty the win, Cookaracha. Nah, well, listen, good luck here. Uh, only due to uh, podcast policy, I'm not allowed to produce the pineapple twice. Uh, you're only allowed to use it once a program. Uh, I'm going to plump for the Price Kent Galloper Quantum Mechanic. Back on top of the ground, good draw, Jimmy Byrne to ride. Uh, not, you know, each way odds, Quantum Mechanic in a very open race. Well, I'm not sure that is a podcast rule. I like it. Mm. You've ever stuck to it. But I'm happy to roll with it from uh, from now moving forward. So one pineapple for Peter uh, per week maximum. Um, mm. Ideally none, but we'll give you one a week. Uh, the Group 3 <laughs> Irwin Stakes is the feature race over at Morfittville Rainman. This market, um, I don't even know whether it's worth going through the market because it is going to shift because Swirk Slat is the second favourite and she is coming out. I text Troy Corsons this afternoon and, and she is definitely running in Melbourne and not in Adelaide. But as it stands at the moment, um, she is the second favourite. If you want to give a market, we might as well, Rain Man. Give it. No, well, Trekking's going to be the favourite, Rog. It, it'll be now a market dominated by Trekking and Instant Celebrity. And then Bella Vella racing now in the Rosemont Colours will be on the third line of betting at the moment. It's only a small field, but this is going to be a very important lead-up race to both the Robert Sanks Stakes and the, uh, the Goodwood. Trekking, we know, is a very good horse, and he does, if he does produce his best, he's the horse to beat here. But Last this preparation, he was pretty good in the in the uh, William Reed without having a, a huge amount of luck. But I'm just not sure he's quite at his best. I think he might be past his best here. Trekking, I've been a big fan of his for a number of years, but has been a while between wins now, and I'm just worried he's now no longer firing. Instant Celebrity is an interesting one. We know at her very best, she's a, a very talented mare, and she does have a great record in Adelaide, and she does run well here first up. And I'm really interested to see uh, Bella Bella back in action because we know that she is a very, very fast mare on her day as well, and she, I think she's drawn well for her in, in Barrier 1. So I think it's going to be a very interesting race. I'll be staying out from a betting perspective, but I'll be watching this very closely because I think we're going to get a, a really good lead into both the Sangster and the Goodwood going forward. I think Trekking's going to be too short in the back, even though he's probably the, the best horse in it. So uh, I think Instant Celebrity is probably the one to back because, uh, look, the second favourite in the market, but uh, probably better value of Trekking, as Rayman mentioned, is past his prime. Uh, Mitha, you've uh, bought Bella Vella out of retirement, I think, for a second time. I know you didn't own her the first time, but she's come out of retirement for a second time. Uh, she came out yeah. of retirement once before and won a group one, and now you're trying to do the same. Yeah, well, we thought, why not? Um, she didn't go and fold through the spring. We bought her as a broodmare uh, 12 months ago at the um, Magic Million sale, and um, she didn't quite click with uh, I'm Invincible. So um, we thought, well, rather than stare at her at the, in the broodmare paddock and go and give her a carrot here and there, we 
thought, uh, let's just see if she she um, she's still got a zest for racing, and she's shown nothing but um, an energy and an enthusiasm for it, which has been good. Right? She didn't click with criteria the first time, but that wasn't her fault. Let's be honest. How no, dare exactly you, Rog? Right. Poor old criterion. <laughs> yes, no, no, he was uh, he was a stud dad, unfortunately. But um, yeah, Bella's. Um, I, yeah, she the, the, both. Both the handlers, Brad Pearson, who's a who's a pre-trainer down here in Geelong that uh, Moods has got a, a strong association with, um, we, we said to Brad, just take her along very gently and any sign that she wants to turn her toes up or doesn't want to do it, straight back to the farm. Uh, she got eight weeks into that process and he said, look, I can do no more and she can't be any brighter in the eye or happier to be here, so you best push on. So we, we did the, the, the safe thing and sent her to... Um, to Will Clarkin, who knows her better than anyone, and said, "Look, you know, you you know her, so you tell us if she's turning hairs or or turning her toes up." And um, he's he he's reliably informed us that she's trialing and and all her. She's normally not a great track worker. She's not a great trialer, um, but she's she's shown a real zest for it, better than she ever has before. So I'm not saying that she's 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 going better than she she was when she's winning group group one races, but um, you can rest assured that she wants to be there and she wants to race. So um, she'll uh, she'll give her all. So uh, it's exciting to to see a group one mare of her her quality uh, back doing it. Well, fuck me. That just put 15 minutes on the show, having to listen to all that fucking ramble. You could have just said, we're happy to race it and we're hoping like hell, like any normal person. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bella Bella, twice out of retirement, instant celebrity, more injuries than Darcy Dugan. Uh, SWAT's that staying at home. Shimino hasn't won since the first fleet arrived. Delectation, yeah, he's uh, trekking. Dexalation. Yeah. Dexalation, yeah, um, yeah. Listen, oh god, god, god. Trekking by default, that's for me. Um, James Cummings, Glenn Schofield's uh, taking the week off in Sydney to go over and ride him. Yeah, trekking by default. It's time to blend it, punters. Chances in the same race with Ladbroke's Blended Bets. Back multiple runners with a single blended bet, and if any of your selections finish on top, boom, you win. Get the download on the download and get the Ladbroke's app today. Ladbroke it with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Best bets time, Moody on the mic, Rayman. As always, we'll get you to open the bowling. I'm heading to my home state, Rog, Brisbane, Dubin Race 3, number one, Yishka. Uh, Things are really promising two-year-old in Brisbane. Has had two race starts, one in very comfortable fashion. Step up in quality again here, but it's a a horse I think has got a a fair bit of promise, and I think it's going to be very tough to beat. So race three, number one, Yishka for me at Dubin. All right, what's that on top in Adelaide? And I also have it on top in Melbourne, uh, where she is going. Corporate race seven, number 12. It, look, it's double the prize money of the Group 3 in Adelaide, so it's no great surprise she's staying home, given she's a dual Group 3 winner already. Alex, she's been five weeks between runs, so she goes in fairly fresh, and, and, and she does do her best work. She's, she doesn't win often, but um, I, I think she's got this field covered, uh, and I thought she was pretty good in the Lightning in the new market. But... Uh, so what's that? Race seven, number 12, around $3, my best bet. 
Well, I teased earlier in the show, uh, I'm going to stick with Extreme Warrior and the Bella Spree. Last race there at Caulfield, um, he's an extremely talented and exciting colt and uh, can't wait to see him back at the races. A uh, little hiccup early in the autumn, um, but he's uh, back raring and ready to go. Uh, if you want to take the little all up with Midwest, little Midi, our, our favourite that's strung five in a row. Um, he had his colours uh, lowered uh, last time out, but he's had a little freshen and he'll run really well too in, in what is a rich Vobus race. It's Vobus meeting, uh, good on race in Victoria, plenty of prize money coming the way of uh, owners and breeders. Well, Midwest has got to beat Gimme Parr, one of Mood's favourites. Uh, how's she looking heading in, Moods? Yeah, well, she's one or two runners for the camp this weekend. Boys, Gimme Parr in the Vobus dash. Uh, blinkers on for the first time, so I'm really... Looking forward to seeing her go around with the hood on and uh, the improving deck at Caulfield. So uh, she was uh, ranked failure on the very heavy at Randwick the other day. She's uh, been home three weeks between runs, blinkers on, showing no ill effects for the run. I think she will give a great sight and certainly our best chance for the weekend. We also have Akachetta, race one, number one, returning from a spell. Uh, the time-honoured winner of the Wodonga Cup uh, last preparation. But I think he'll probably need to blow the cobwebs out. Best bet this weekend. Listen, I've got to be honest, I'm struggling. I think if you find winners this weekend, it's going to be great value for you out there, punters. So my best is give me par each way in the Vobus dash. I'll stick with what I know and uh, God give us strength. Um, terrific money on board, as Mitho said, for this Victorian bread meeting, the Vobus meeting. And we're starting to get into the nitty-gritty of Brisbane and Adelaide carnivals. Let's hope they find firm tracks so, more importantly, we can see fast horses run fast. Ladbrokens.